This is the Post Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 6. Our Amazon sales more than doubled in just three days from this simple idea. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome, everyone, to episode six of the Post Purchase Pro podcast. We are going to be talking about reviews. We know how big of a problem reviews have been over the last few years, don't we, Sean? Everybody's complaining. No one knows how to get reviews without violating TOS. Um, kind of it's all come to a head recently when <clears throat> you know Amazon releases new functionality with reviews. Um, everybody's kind of scrambling around still from the years and years in which we were able to kind of manipulate the system, quote unquote, within terms of service. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the implication reviews have on your sales, what they've uh, been proven to us to do for our business. Um, you know, when you're launching a new product and you don't have any reviews and you just don't have a solution or you're trying to reinvigorate a product that had an issue or two, um, sometimes it's tough. So we're going to be getting into all the nitty gritty details of how to really explode your business on Amazon with reviews. Sean, what do you say? Yeah, reviews are paramount when it comes to growing a successful Amazon business. And, you know, unfortunately, Seth, you and I had to learn that the hard way. So if you remember back when we were explicitly testing the impact of different star ratings and our reviews would have on our conversion and sales, the results blew us away. If you'll remember right, our Amazon sales more than doubled in just three days from this simple idea. When it comes to reviews, we've experienced doubling our sales when we went from a four star, which is pretty decent review rating, to a simple four and a half star. We were able to double our sales going from $14,600 and change to over $30,000 in just three days. Ridiculous. Yeah, Sean, um, some of the stuff that kind of pops out there is if you just think about going from four stars to four and a half stars, um, you actually don't have to travel that far because Amazon's rounding system. So we, you could be sitting at a 4.2 star rating and everybody uh, views you as a four-star listing because it rounds down. At 4.2 stars, it rounds down. But if you got one more review where you were on the threshold to go to 4.3, 4.3 rounds up to 4.5. And that's exactly what we had happen. So, Sean, you talk about when we went from about $14,000 in sales to $30,000 in sales in three days, or that pace, you know, we were selling um, on a monthly basis is what we're talking about there. But you talk about that last review, the incremental review that took us from getting 4.2 to 4.3 was worth a ton of money to us. So if you just think about how that can apply to your business, then you know how important they are. So let's talk about you know where we are um, now and where we've been. So you guys that have been in the game for a while know that years ago, you could easily get reviews. You could go out there and sign up for, uh, you know, numerous different platforms that would have lists and lists of people that would come back and leave you a review and you'd give them a free product. You might even be able to incentivize them and give them a little extra, um, 
cash and it was really easy, but those days are gone, right, John? I mean, when's the last time you were able to legally, uh, within TOS, go out there and pay for a review? It's been years. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, um, it's not the same as it was, I guess, is, is the point. Um, and just, you know, thinking through that scenario that you just talked about where our sales doubled, um, you know, if you are in a situation in a particular niche where most of the star ratings are in a range and most uh, markets or niches on Amazon are, go out there and do a search for your product, um, your product search term, and look at all the, the listings that are showing up on page one. You're probably going to see you know, a lot of listings at four and a half stars or four stars, or if you're in a, um, a really tough market, you might even see some listings and there were three and a half stars on page one. But whatever that range is, wherever most of your competitors are, it would pay you tremendously if you could just get a little bit ahead of it. So like when, when we doubled our sales, most of our products that we were competing against were four stars. So when we were able to take our product from four stars to four and a half stars, it made a instantaneous huge difference so the same thing holds true though if you're sitting there at a four and a half star and if you've seen your business fall off recently i would encourage you to take a look at your reviews because if you lost a half of a star in that scenario where everyone else including you is sitting at four stars and you suddenly fall to, to four point around um, 3.5 then of course you're going to take a huge hit on your click-through and conversion which ultimately means you're going to make way less sales. So, Sean, we've seen this time and time again. What do you think about uh, moving around a half a star and how much of an impact it makes? You know, in, in marketing, we call this social proof, Seth. And social proof means just that. It's proof that you or your buyer are not the only person paying attention or purchasing a product. And, you know, I, I like to uh, to refer back to uh, Cialdini's book, you know, The Science of Persuasion or Art of Persuasion, you know, the book I'm talking about. Yeah. And there are so many social studies in there. One that's coming to mind is when he did he did a, uh, a study of just simply putting one man on the street, staring up in the sky, just curiously looking in the sky. And he they were able to to uh, tally the folks who walked by this one person staring up in the sky. And you know what happens, Seth. If you walk out on the street and you see someone looking up in the sky at something that's not obvious, you try to look up and see what's going on, right? You want to see what you're missing out on. Yeah. And that's just the social proof in its very, very basic form. No one wants to be alone. No one wants to be the only one. And honestly, no one, including myself, wants to be the first one. I mean, how many times do you think uh, you're going to be the first one to stand up and purchase something that's not been proven? You know, no one wants to be wrong. And the easiest and the, the laziest way, we'll call it, to, to decide that you're doing something right, that's socially acceptable, is to look around you and see that other people are already doing that. That's social proof in its basic, basic form. So if you take that to Amazon, and the fact that you have reviews at all is social proof that you didn't just start yesterday and that I'm not your first customer. And the same is true if you have four or five star reviews, then that's telling me, hey, I don't have to do my research. I don't have to read the reviews. I don't have to do my due diligence on your product or your brand or your company 
because my peers who are also Amazon shoppers are already voting in confidence that your product solved their individual problem or satisfied their need. That's social proof. Without it, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to survive in any type of direct marketing or direct sales business. Reviews on Amazon are the strongest social proof that you can provide. Now, how many times, Seth, do you think you're going to go in and read the reviews? You know, if it's already got a five star or four and a half star, you just assume it's correct. Now, if there's a product you're looking at and all of a sudden it's a three star or three and a half star, now maybe you'll dig in and sort through those reviews and see what people have a problem with. So whether they're truthful or not, whether they're uh, authentic or not, reviews work both negatively and positively. Seth, what about reviews? How, how does that affect our conversions and click through? Uh, yeah, let me get to that, John. It's one thing that popped in my mind is what if I like just to give you an absolute like um, thing to think about in terms of like, <laughs> you know, how you would view a, a well-reviewed product versus a, a uh, you know, a product that might be a little dicey. I've heard several sellers come to me and say, you know, my product has pretty good reviews and we look at it together and it's got three and a half stars. And it's like, wow, if you called me and we're all excited about a product. And in your in your review, I said, you know, if you were just going to give it a rating out of five, uh, what would you give it? And you said three and a half, Sean. I'd be like, well, why why are you so excited about this product when you yourself would would tell me that it's only three out of five? So that's not that's never going to happen. Um, so if you have a three and a half star rating on your product, please just know you're not you don't have a very good star rating. You need to be on Amazon today. You need to be four and a half stars, pretty much at the minimum. Uh, make sure get that in your head because if you think about the way Amazon rewards you with conversion and click through, um, they they're looking at the metrics and comparing you to your competitors. So as a shopper scrolls through the Amazon search results and they see your product sitting there at three and a half stars or four stars, when every everybody else has four and a half stars. They're just not going to click on you because there's so many other options that are sitting there right in front of them that, you know, in their minds, just as Sean, you said, it's better because other people have said, I've tried this and here's what I think. So the impact on conversion and um, on click through is huge. When we went from four stars to four and a half stars, we got way more clicks because people were interested in our product because right away they could tell that we have a better product than average. And then when they actually got to the listing, they actually made that buying decision because they were buying with confidence. They had a lot of other people with social proof saying, hey, this worked out for me pretty well. So no one's gonna buy your product if you're selling a three, if you have a three and a half star when there are four stars, four plus stars available. Um, if you take a look at the recent reviews and they're poor on your listing, your conversion's gonna suffer because those recent reviews show up or the reviews on for page one, they show up where customers can easily view them. So Sean, you said you don't really read reviews that much unless it's important. But if you were going to read a review, you'd probably scroll down the page and see what's there. You're probably not going to be going pages deep. So that's why in addition to having a great star rating, the reviews that you have shown on page one and your most recent reviews are really important, right, Sean? 
of course, you know, and everyone knows that we need reviews. Everyone understands the social proof aspect. Um, we know that better reviews get better conversions, better click-throughs, but how do we get more reviews and how do we create a situation where we orchestrate reviews and stay within terms of service? Well, obviously, there are several ways out there to gain reviews or what we could call it game reviews, but I'm going to talk about a couple. Um, the first one I want to talk about is to use the function within Amazon Seller Central on the order page that is the review function. Now, this is great and it will get reviews, but at the end of the day, anyone can do this. It's a free tool, it's simple to use, so it doesn't really give you a competitive advantage. Let's just say if everything else is equal, you and I are selling the same product, Seth, with at the same price, the same quality, okay, to the same customer. And we're both using the reviews function in Amazon, we're both going to get a similar amount of reviews and a similar quality of reviews. That's why I say there's no real competitive advantage. Sure, there's a competitive advantage over those sellers who do not use the reviews function. But the other way that's going to give you that competitive advantage is to follow up with your buyers, your Amazon customers, by engaging them outside of Amazon after they make a purchase with you. Yes, engage the customer via, we'll use the platform email in this scenario, outside of Amazon after they make the purchase. You know, obviously they've had time to receive the purchase. We call this post-purchase marketing and it's not by accident. Yeah, Sean, so post-purchase marketing to you is everything that happens post-purchase or, you know, the actions that, excuse me, the seller takes after a purchase has been made. So if you look at your business um, and you think about what happens after I make a sale on Amazon, well, if you're like most sellers, nothing really happens. You might have a warranty card in there that gets hardly anybody to opt in. And then if they register for the warranty, you collect their email and put it to the side and you said, great job, pat on the back, I'm going home. But really, you should be providing more value and more customer service to your <clears throat> customers so they are more inclined to leave a review from day one, even if you never ask. But you definitely should be asking, especially when you start to support the product more. So we just brought a, uh, my wife and I just bought a product the other day, Sean, that Got to our house. It was for our uh, uh, Graham's, my son's birthday. Um, got it, and there was no instructions. And we're looking at this thing like, how in the heck are we going to get this thing together? So there was no instructions. There was nothing in the box to indicate like a video to show me how to put this thing together. Um, and it wasn't very simple. So really tough. Um, now, if I would have bought that product and it would have had a card that said, hey, check out these instructional videos. Um, and made my life easier, now would have been in their environment where they could have been interacting with me, providing better service. You know, that would have been a totally different experience. Instead, I was frustrated with no support, no way to contact these guys. And I had a product that I couldn't figure out how to get together. So which product do you think I'm going to be more likely to come back and leave a review? And so to Amazon, it's the exact same thing. Everybody thinks post-purchase marketing on Amazon is against TOS. You cannot contact your customer outside of Amazon. That's that's not right. 
Why do you think, Sean, that that is not right in this environment today? Why can sellers go out there and provide more value to their customers? Well, they can, Seth. And, and the truth is, most of our colleagues believe that if I go out and explicitly ask you to leave me a review, that it's against terms of service because it is. Amazon does not want you to contact the customer directly and ask for a review. However, if you use the scenario that you talked about with the uh, with the gift that you uh, purchased for your son's party, then that is delivering value. That is customer service. And I think you and I were on the on a call the other day when my contractor called me and said, "Hey, all these new locks that you purchased for this house I'm fixing." did not come with bolts. Well, that's kind of a hassle, right? I'm missing parts. I can't assemble the the locks. You know, I told you, I think you remember the conversation, don't you? I yeah. told him, I said, hey, just take one of the locks that does have the, uh, the mounting hardware and go to a hardware store and purchase some because you're 700 miles from me. I have to request a return. You'll have to drop it off at UPS. I mean, it's ridiculous. What if there was a, a sticker or a card on the box that said missing parts with a question mark. You know, check out this video and we'll show you how to find the parts. Or this PDF will show you the specifications of the bolts and the parts that we use in case you need a replacement. Or something like that. You know, yeah. now I'm a problem solver naturally, so we figured it out. But I'm definitely not going to leave this guy a review. And if I do, it's not going to be very pretty. So... If you can think of a situation for your product where you can go above and beyond your competition and create more value and deliver excellent customer service through that value, then you will naturally receive more reviews. At the end of the day, most consumers are not going to go out of their way to leave a great review because you have a great product. You know, but most of us will go out of our way to complain if you leave parts or instructions out of the product. I personally won't, but I definitely feel more compelled to leave a review if I feel like I got cheated versus if I felt like I got something amazing. But if you deliver something and a customer experience and value and customer service that I didn't expect that's well above and beyond, you know, like the story I was telling you just before uh, we uh, did this podcast, Seth, about the mechanic yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did a repair on my vehicle and I called him a few minutes after and I had a question and he came right to my location where I was at, you know, immediately. And I thought, man, if I ever have a problem again, I'm going to call this guy. So that's that's the idea of delivering excellent customer service. Yeah, delivering yeah and actually following up on the promise that you made. Most people don't do that. Most people, you know, in the old days, a handshake meant something, but today it's just like, whatever, (laughs) you know, hit me up on social media, send me a text, like, and follow me, Seth. Yeah. So it reminds me of one of our very first products. It might've even been our very first product that we put on Amazon together, the fat loss belt. (laughs) And how, you know, the stark contrast, when we first started selling these products on Amazon, we didn't really take the reviews very seriously. And we didn't really take product experience very seriously. We came from direct response marketing. The marketing was nailed, but the product experience and the reviews were not. And, And we had to learn and we did learn very quickly. So this was years ago. We're selling this fat loss belt. Our belt came with a belt inside of a poly bag. And we sent it to the customers. Now, most didn't say anything, but one did. And it sparked an entire shift in our mindset. 
Um, Sean, you probably remember this guy says, what do I do with this? Like, what, uh, where are the instructions? And oh so my. I started thinking, <laughs> I started thinking and you had the same thing. It's like, well, what could we say? Like wrap around your, wrap around your waist, attached with Velcro. Like that's pretty much like all there is to it. Right. But yeah. So I went out there and I ordered one of our competitors. Like, what is this guy talking about? Like, how would other people do it? And I ordered one of our competitors for the same price as what we were selling ours for. So you talk about a value difference. The competitor that we were um, selling against, you get the belt in a box, which ours came in a clear poly bag. You get the box, you open it up, and there's gel inside that you apply to the belt to create an effect that feels like it's working. So you already get more value there. There is an instruction to go and watch a a, uh, a video about how to actually use the belt. And then on top of that, they supported it with exercises that you could do <laughs> with the belt on. Now, which product would be a better value to you, Sean? And what would happen after you get each one of those products? Yeah, that's the old uh, swipe and deploy, right? We were uh, numbskulls, I guess, in the beginning. We were just focused on sales and not delivering value. Um, <laughs> that product, if I remember, was thermoscience, right? Yeah, and we thought, hey, this thing's selling like crazy. This is great, but we weren't really delivering on the promise. Um, and you know, and and folks were buying that product to create a, a specific situation and and cure a specific problem, and we were not delivering on that. But wow, what a lesson learned! Obviously, our competitor didn't have a competitive advantage long because Seth quickly learned and and instructed our staff at that time. You know, we're talking six, seven years ago to right. uh, borrow the strategy of our competitor and deploy that in our business. So great, great example. Yeah, so you think about that, John, the guy that sent us to his, his video could have easily asked us for our email. We would have given it because he just provided so much value. And then now you can come back and ask that customer, Hey, would you mind leaving us a review? You don't even have to, you don't have to incentivize them. You don't have to break TOS. You, you just provided more value. And by simply asking at that point where you provided all that value, the customer is going to feel obligated. Hey, I love this product. You guys did a great job supporting it. I'm going to give a review. And if you think about what that could do for your business over time, when you get more reviews than your competitors, that makes a tremendous difference. All right, John, it looks like we need to get out of here. Let's uh, let's sign off. Um, guys, please take a look at whatever platform you're listening to this on. There should be a way to either like it, um, subscribe to this. Hopefully you're loving it. Uh, share it if you are, and then leave us a review. That's how we rank in the podcast results, just as we rank on Amazon. So reviews are just as important here. So please, if you have a second, write us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, this has been the Post Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Seth Stevens. Thank you, Sean Hart, for co-hosting with me today. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care, guys.